the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. What will be the sign of the end of this current age? And so the Olivet Discourse is about the end of this age that we're living in and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And Jesus tells us the signs of the end of this age and his second coming so that we will recognize these signs when we see them and so that we understand the days that we are living in and how close we are to the end. Many churches and Bible teachers avoid talking about prophecy and the end times. It may feel confusing or unimportant compared to other parts of Scripture, so many simply avoid it. But as Pastor Dan will explain today, it's important to understand what's to come. Scripture is full of prophecy about end times. Jesus himself taught about the signs of the end of the age and gave warnings for believers to heed. It's good to be prepared to know what's coming so you aren't taken by surprise or led astray. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 24 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. in the Gospel of Matthew, and we'll be back in Matthew chapter 24, if you want to go ahead and turn there in your Bible for me. It says in verse 15, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he's out in the desert, do not go out. Look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will gather together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, 
and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to your word today. Lord, I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are looking at what is called the Olivet Discourse in chapters 24 and 25. Uh, It's called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus delivered this teaching to his disciples on the Mount of Olives, just east of Jerusalem and the temple. Uh, This is one of the longest teachings of Jesus that is recorded in the Gospels for us. And the subject of this teaching is the end of this age and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus gave this teaching in response to three questions that the disciples asked that are recorded for us back in verse 3. And the three questions the disciples asked are, uh, what will be the sign that the temple in Jerusalem will be destroyed? What will be the sign of your second coming? And what will be the sign of the end of this current age? And so the Olivet Discourse is about the end of this age that we're living in and the second coming of Of Jesus Christ. And Jesus tells us the signs of the end of this age and his second coming so that we will recognize these signs when we see them and so that we understand the days that we are living in and how close we are to the end. You know, there are some Christians who dismiss the study of end times or dismiss the study of Bible prophecy who say end times and prophecy are are not really that important. We shouldn't focus on end times or prophecy. There are churches that avoid talking about the end times and Bible prophecy and the second coming of Jesus Christ completely. They never talk about these things or almost never talk about these things. Listen, 27% of the Bible is prophecy. 27% of the Bible is talking about future events. 27%. More than one in four verses in your Bible are prophecy. So God talks about prophecy a lot in the Bible. Just for some perspective, the new birth, the need to be born again. That's an important doctrine, right? We'd all agree to that. Jesus said, you must be born again to enter heaven. Well, the new birth is mentioned only seven times in the Bible. Faith and repentance, also very important doctrines. Faith and repentance are mentioned 20 times in the Bible. The second coming of Jesus Christ is explicitly referred to 1,845 times in the Bible. 24 of the 27 New Testament books mention the second coming of Jesus Christ. The only three books that do not mention the second coming of Jesus Christ are Philemon, 2 John, and 3 John. Those are each only one chapter long. 
The second coming of Jesus Christ is referred to eight times as often as the first coming of Jesus Christ. Over 50 times in the New Testament, we are exhorted to be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so if if you're here today and you're one who would say Bible prophecy is not important or we shouldn't focus on it or we shouldn't really talk about it, your way of thinking doesn't match the Bible. Your way of thinking is, is unbiblical because God puts a big emphasis on the second coming of Jesus Christ in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus rebuked the religious leaders for not understanding the signs of the times in which they lived. They, they lived in the time of the Messiah and they didn't recognize it. And Jesus said, you know how to tell what the weather will be by looking at the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Jesus tells us the signs of the end of this age and his second coming so that we can discern the signs of the times that we are living in. You know, we're currently living in the church age. Uh, You have the destruction of the temple in AD 70. That was mentioned in verses 1 to 3. And then verses 7 and 8 that we looked at in previous weeks. We had the signs, the birth pains. Remember, world wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes. At the end of the church age, you'll have the rapture of the church And God will take his church to heaven to be with him. Jesus will come for his church. And then you have the tribulation that begins at some point after the rapture of the church. That's verses 9 to 14 describe the the first half of the tribulation. And you've got this tribulation period, the seven-year period, when you have the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments described in Revelation. Right in the middle of the tribulation, you've got the desecration of the temple and the persecution of Jews that we're going to look at today. And then you have the glorious appearing, the second coming of Jesus Christ that we'll also look at today. So that's, a, that's kind of a basic outline of the Olivet Discourse. And as I mentioned last week, uh, the final seven years of this current age are called the Tribulation Period in the Bible. The Tribulation. This future Tribulation will be a time of God's wrath a time of God's wrath on this Christ-rejecting world. It will be a time of God's judgment on this earth. This current age that we're living in now, it has its share of trials. It has its share of tribulations. Jesus even said in John sixteen thirty three, in this world you will have tribulation. However, the future seven-year tribulation is different from the normal tribulation that we experience in life Right now in this current age, this tribulation in the future, it will be a time of God's judgment, a time of God's wrath on the world. It will be the greatest period of suffering the world has ever known. And the tribulation is described in detail in Revelation chapter 6 to 19 with the different judgments that will be poured out upon the earth. And as I just said, the Bible promises that the church will be exempt from the tribulation that is to come. The church will be raptured to heaven before the tribulation begins. Verse 8 describes the beginning of sorrows that will lead up to the tribulation and continue into the tribulation period. 
verses 9 to 14, describe some of the events of the first half of the tribulation. We looked at those last week, and that brings us to our study today with verse 15. Verse 15 describes an event that will take place at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. So three and a half years into the tribulation will be an event called the abomination of desolation. Look at verse 15 again. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. So the second half of the tribulation will begin with the abomination of desolation. And Jesus tells us in verse 15, if you don't know what that is, go back and read the book of Daniel. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. You know, you have to study the Old Testament to to understand the New Testament. You have to study the Old Testament to understand the New Testament. That's one of the reasons why we go through the Old Testament on Thursday nights. Because it, it, it gives us the foundation and context for the New Testament. The Bible is an integrated book. You have to study it from Genesis to Revelation to really understand the message of the Bible. Jesus here in verse 14, he points us back to the book of Daniel. And the abomination of desolation is mentioned in three places in the book of Daniel. If you're taking notes, it's mentioned in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. It's also mentioned in Daniel chapter 11, verse 31. And it's mentioned in Daniel chapter 12. Verse 11, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 tells us that a a world leader that the Bible calls the Antichrist, and that's what he's most commonly referred to, this world leader called the Antichrist will come on the scene in the last days of this age, and he will confirm a seven-year covenant, and the confirmation of that covenant will mark the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. And as part of that covenant, the Jewish people will be allowed to rebuild a temple or build a tabernacle in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount, and they will be allowed to reestablish their sacrificial worship again. Uh, The last Jewish temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD, and there has not been a Jewish temple since that time. But the Jewish people will be allowed to rebuild their temple in the last days of this age. Look at verse 15 again. The abomination of desolation will take place in that temple. He says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the where." the holy place, 
The holy place is the holy of holies in the temple. So this assumes there will be a temple in the last days. There isn't a temple right now. There hasn't been a temple since 70 AD. But this assumes there will be a temple. There's an organization in Jerusalem called the Temple Institute that is actively working toward the building of a new Jewish temple. They have already made all of the utensils and furniture and priestly garments for this future temple. And this past September, just two months ago, there were five red heifers delivered to rabbis in Israel. And red heifers are required for the purification and dedication of a new temple. Numbers chapter 19. Red heifers are very, very rare, extremely rare. But now suddenly, there are five red heifers. And those red heifers have been delivered over to rabbis in in Israel. uh, And they're needed for for the dedication of a temple. I have a, a newspaper article for you. This is from the Jerusalem Post. This isn't a Christian publication. This is the Jerusalem Post, the headline. From Texas to Israel, red heifers needed for temple arrive. And so here it's describing this this farmer in Texas who happened to raise five red heifers and he delivered them to Israel, to rabbis in Israel. There's a picture of a rabbi examining one of the red heifers in Israel. There's a desire for a temple among many of the Jewish people. A few years ago, there was a uh, presentation made to the American ambassador to Israel from a group of rabbis, and they presented him with a photograph, an aerial photograph of the Temple Mount. But they had photoshopped a temple into the picture in the place of the Dome of the Rock. And it was quite a controversy because the ambassador didn't realize what was on the picture. And, you know, there he was holding this picture, having his photo taken. It's a picture of the temple on the Temple Mount in place of the Dome of the Rock. So it was very upsetting for many There are many Jewish people today who believe a temple will somehow bring the world together and bring peace and unity to the world. Uh, The Temple Institute that I mentioned a few moments ago, they they have videos where they're going out in the streets of Jerusalem, going out in the streets of Tel Aviv, just kind of a man on the street interview, interviewing Jews on the street and asking them about a, a, a third temple, the building of a temple. And so many people in these interviews are saying that they believe that this will bring the world together. If we have a temple again, that will bring peace to the world. If there's a temple. And so we see that piece of the end times puzzle coming into place. Now what is the abomination of desolation mentioned here in verse 15? Halfway into the seven-year covenant that allows the Jews to rebuild their temple and reinstitute the sacrifices, Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 says the Antichrist will cause the sacrifices to cease and he will set up some kind of statue or idol in the holy place of the temple and he will demand to be worshipped as God. Notice in verse 15, Jesus says, when you see it standing in the holy place. So, so it seems to be some kind of idol or image that will be set up in the holy place, in the holy of holies of the last day's temple. 
Daniel chapter 11, verse 36 says, The Antichrist will do as he pleases, exalting himself and claiming to be greater than every god, even blaspheming the God of gods. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. There in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul calls this, this last world leader the man of sin and the son of perdition. And Paul says he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. So again, that assumes there's a temple in the last days. And so halfway into this seven-year tribulation period, halfway into this seven-year covenant, the Antichrist will enter the temple. He will sit in the temple claiming to be God, demanding that people worship him as God. And sadly, the Bible tells us most people will worship him as God and worship the image he sets up and the temple. And this will be the abomination that brings desolation to the world. This will be the final straw for God to have a, a man go into his temple and claim to be God and demand to be worshiped, and most of the world will worship him as God. This will be the final straw for God. After this, he will really begin to pour out his wrath on the world. Look down at verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now, the entire seven years is a time of tribulation, but the second half is known as the great tribulation. After this event, the abomination of desolation, God will really, really begin to pour out his wrath Upon the earth, it will be like nothing that has ever happened on the earth before in all of history. Uh, again, if you're taking notes, Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, Daniel 12:11 says, "And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days, or three and a half years." So it gives us the day. So once the abomination of desolation is set up in the temple, the clock starts ticking. And it's three and a half years until the return of Jesus Christ. Have I thoroughly confused all of you at this point? Maybe a little bit. (laughs) So now look at verse 16. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So Jesus is giving instructions to the Jewish people here living in Israel at that time during the tribulation. And he tells them to flee because at this point, persecution will be unleashed on the Jewish people by the Antichrist. So Jesus says to the Jews living in Judea at that time, flee to the mountains. The Bible tells us elsewhere that they're going to flee to a place called Basra in Edom or modern day Jordan, some scholars believe the Jewish people will flee to the rock city of Petra in Jordan and take refuge there. Uh, Isaiah 63, 1 tells us that when the Messiah returns, he returns first to Basra before going to Jerusalem. Isaiah 63, 1 says, who is this who comes from Edom 
with dyed garments from Basra, Basra, this one who is glorious in his apparel. He's coming out of Basra to Jerusalem. Revelation 12, 6 says the Jewish people will flee into the wilderness to a place prepared by God. So there's a place God will prepare for the Jewish people as a refuge for them for the second half of the tribulation in the wilderness, in the desert, in the mountains, in the desert. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.